Welcome back to the Welsh Sports Show, and today we have a very special guest. It's Jack Tankshaw, just one week out from the biggest fight of his life at Cage Warriors 100, where he fights for his very first world title. Me and Jack talk about everything from how training camp's going, sparring with Brett Johns, his biggest gripe about MMA fans, the chinks in the armour he sees that he can exploit on Saturday night, and much, much more. So without further ado, here's my chat with Jack Shaw. Thanks for doing this, mate. I know, you know you've just come from training, so I, I do really appreciate that. And um, with that being said, I'll ask as my first question, you know, what's training like a week out? I imagine the sort of improving stage of camp is over now. Is it just about staying sharp in fight week? Yeah, it's, um, I had my last real tough day was yesterday. Um, I had my, my last wrestling session and my last bar with, with Brett and a couple of boys in the morning. Uh, today, today has just been, you know, uh, cardio and some drills tonight. And, and like you said, next week now, we're just getting our weight off, you know, running, sweating, just just staying sharp, you know, hard work, a couple of drills with the coaches. Won't, won't be no, no heavy sparring or nothing like that next week. You know, like you said, the hard work's done, it's just, um, just getting to the business end of it now. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned the the weight cut. Is that that's that's never really been a problem for you? I imagine that is that is that going to be quite an easy process? I know you'll maybe go for a few ones, listen to some more Oasis. Yeah, it's, I mean, not every weight cut is tough just mentally, but it's, it's comfortable. You know what I mean? It's, I'm not, not one of these guys doing no, no, the monster twenty five pound water cuts or whatever. It'll be nice and comfortable. Um, we got a set process you follow every time uh, in the weight cuts and in the fight week, and then obviously in the reload after the weigh in and. You know, it is almost fight week now, and I know, I know, I'm certainly not the only one knocking, you know, your door down for an interview. So, like, with, with all this media attention you're getting, you know, is this something you've learned to enjoy? I, I notice you seem to go, you know, quite better at it. Um, you know, recently with, you know, I imagine you're doing interviews all the time. Is this something, you know, you've come to enjoy the process of? Yeah, I mean, it's part of, part of it, you know what I mean? And, any publicity is good publicity, so I, you know, I never think of this with anyone. It's, I appreciate, you know, people getting my name out there, you know, they do a little bit of my job for me, I suppose, you know, you've got to promote yourself as a fighter. But, you know, if you start a few and interviews and then podcasts and stuff like that, then your name doesn't get out there so much. And, in, in fairness to Cage Warriors, ever since I, I've signed with them, um, they've given me a lot of exposure and publicity, so I, I've been doing interviews, so to speak, now for a good few years, so I'm mostly comfortable talking now, and, and um, I'm not so set to so nervous as I was probably two years ago doing them, but uh, it's something, you know, yeah, it is pretty enjoyable, it takes your mind off, off training, I suppose, and gives you that little break, someone new, and... and uh, with that being said, I mean the hype from the media and the fans surrounding you at the moment is pretty much on another level to anything on the rest of the card. I mean, even with Paddy on it, and you know, I'm sure you appreciate the support. But you know, does it put a lot of added pressure on your shoulders? Uh, not so much pressure. I mean, most people probably would feel pressure, but uh, like I always say, you, when it comes to stuff like that, you know, like raising the stick, you leave a you leave a five off it, or you, or you let it crumble. You and, I, and I'm someone who always thrived off that. That pressure, you know. I don't, whenever I go in there, we say I do it for myself and my team, and, and that's it. You know, don't get me wrong. I love representing the country and all my friends and my family, but at the end of the day, there's only two guys in there fighting, so you gotta be comfortable in doing it for yourself. And I know that every time, but I, I don't, 
I don't let stuff like that get me. You know, I just take it in my stride, and and I'm used to it now. Though I've, even when I haven't been main event on the Welsh cards, I've I've always been sort of the guy people have been keeping an eye on, or the guy people are there to watch. You know, with, with the biggest support. So I'm used to it now, and I really do fire off it. I mean, now and, and you know, the last show was massive. I fired off that, and this one's going to be even bigger. So I can't wait to, to get in there and feed off that atmosphere. You know, to be able to cope with the pressure as cool as you do, because I've I've always noticed that about you. You seem to seem to have a much of a more of a cool head than most people. Um, you know, you always seem to be confident. But I mean, this is you know, it's no secret. This is your biggest test to date. Have you sit? Have you still got that same level of confidence going into this one? You know, with the with the stakes of the fight and things like that. Are you still you know as confident as ever? Yeah, yeah, of course. Like I always say, my uh, my confidence comes from my my preparation and my team. You know, I, I got a great bunch of coaches, really high-level guys who, who are pushing me and, and just make me a better fighter every day. And, and you know, my teammates are the same, you know, spar with people like Brett um, and, and Josh Reed, Chris Edwards, as well as some of our amateur boys. It, it just gives me massive confidence. I know if I can, if I can handle them guys in the in the gym, then, then I, I've got no worries on fight night. And don't be wrong, it's a tough test, I know that, but I, I'm confident in my abilities, you know. It's... Um, it's something I'll always have. It's, I don't like to come across as cocky, but I, I do enjoy do enjoy you know the fight night and, and the, old, the old feeling of it. So wherever I fight, you know, I'm confident going in it to win. It doesn't matter whether it's you know the number one guy in the world or, or you know K Joy's main event or K Joy's in the card fight. I'm always confident, and it's a process I enjoy. You mentioned Brett there, and I I, I like seeing when when you and Brett are training together. And I just wondered. How that how that originally came about because I don't know how close you know Abitalari and Swansea are or anything like that. But you know how how did that one come about? You know when did you two start training for the first time together? Uh, the, the actual first time I trained with Brett was uh, funny enough. I, I was fighting as an amateur for my my first amateur my sorry my fifth amateur fight, but it was on the cage warrior, so it was technically my first my first field for cage warrior, and that was back in 2014. Um, Brett had just always been a regular thing, but. Uh, I trained with Brett for the Common Day fight, and obviously uh, the, the guy I'm fighting now, you know, you got a very good wrestling style. So, uh, well, Brett to help me prepare than Brett Jones. You know, if I can, if I can do a little bit alright against Brett, you know, if I can cope with him a little bit in the gym and and and, and come away from that with some positives, then you know, I, I got no worries on fight night. You know, and, and Brett truly is a pioneer of Welsh MMA. He's, um, as high level as you're gonna get a guy in, in UK and Europe and even in the world, you know, he's top ten. So for me to be able to to drive forty five minutes down the road and spar with him is is a great opportunity for me and something I'll always thank him for. I, I think it's really beneficial to you. Like you I mean you've got people like Brett and you know, you're obviously you're really close with uh, Jack Marshman and things like that. Um so you know, going into going into this next fight, um you said about your confidence what is it that you sort of see in, in, in his game? Do, do you respect his skill level, you know, on the same level of yours? Because you're both, you know, pretty hyped fighters, I'll be honest. You know, do you, or do you see any chinks in his armour, you know, that you can exploit? What, what, why are you going to win, basically? Yeah, definitely. It's, don't be, he's good at what he does. He's a good, re- good wrestling game, good top pressure. But I just think I'm much better all around, you know. You know, he keeps saying... You know, he's got, he's, he's got a wrestling advantage. We don't want to see my, my defensive wrestling yet. You know, I've never been on my back in a professional MMA fight. So, if it comes to that, you know, let's, let's see let's see the level of that that I'm at in my wrestling defense. So I've been ground fighting and wrestling for, for 10, 10, almost 15 years. You know, I'm no slouch. So, I just think I'm a lot, as good as he is, I think I'm a lot more well-rounded. And I 
think there's a couple of ways this fight could go, but obviously, you know, it, we'll see on fight night. But um, without getting too much of the game plan away, obviously. But uh, yeah, it, it's, it's a fight. I'm, I'm obviously aware of the stakes and how good he is, but I'm very confident going in. I think one of the most notable things about you is, you know, your relationship with your fan base. I mean, I remember um, before I'd interviewed you or anything like that the first time, um, when I, I was just a big fan of yours, I remember getting a, a signed sticker that you sent me in the post. I remember DMing you on Instagram or something like that. Um, and I, you know, I know a lot of people had those. You know, is that relationship that you have with your fan base, you know, something that's important to you, even as you're becoming a, you know, a bit bigger of a name now than you once were? Yeah, it'll always be important to me. You know, I, without if people didn't buy tickets from me or come to support me, and then I don't think I would have a lot of the the buzz around me that I do. Don't be wrong, I, I think I've got the skills to back it up, but obviously, when you mention my name, especially within, you know, UK and European MMA, people are like, oh, that's the guy with a with a mad fan. So, it's, you know, I, lo- I always love interacting with, with all, all the boys, and, you know, there's, there's people now who, who, who come and watch me fight and buy tickets who I who probably six, eight months ago I didn't know. And, and, and now, you know, like, I speak to them regularly online and stuff like that, so I, I'm... I'm a pretty grounded guy, pretty down to earth, so I think that's what a lot of people like about me is that um, what you see is what you get, there's no act, and you know, I'll always be grateful to the boys and the girls who come to watch me and, and all the fans, and, and I'll, if I can stop and have a picture or a chat with them, you know, I'll, I'll always do my best to do that. It's, it's, it's just part of the game, if people didn't buy tickets to watch you fight, then you know, your name would never get out there, you, you, you never get the exposure you want, so you know, I'm thankful for them, as I'm sure they're thankful for me for, for putting on you know, a, a decent show for them. Yeah, I respect that, and um, you know, I, I think, I I think the last, I think ninety seven, um, I I was there, I, I was in the front row for that one, and I remember the the crowd when you come out. I mean, it was it was quite, quite a bit of a pop in the crowd when Mason was fighting, but when you were fighting, it was like, it was on another level. I mean, like, the, I, there was boys behind me. They, I think they were a bit drunk, to be honest, but they were going mental. Like the security were telling everyone to sit down. I mean. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, what what I noticed about that event is um, obviously because people have been able to view that through UFC Fight Pass and stuff. I noticed on Twitter um, a lot of fans from outside of Wales were were taking note of the sort of atmosphere of the event and things like that. So, do you think this uh, these events are like re- like really important for Welsh MMA? Because obviously, you know, you've got Brett and, and people like that pushing for um, a, maybe a UFC in Wales and things like that, but. You know, I think that the crowds in in Cardiff are a bit something different, and you know, how, how important is this event to to Wales as a country? Because I think I think it's huge for what it's doing for the sport. Yeah, yeah, it's massive for Wales, and I, honestly, I believe that the, the atmosphere you see at, at the Welsh show, even when we're in the Newport Centre, is is on a par with sort of the Irish. You know, when when the UFC and that's over there, and like you said, Brett, people like Brett, Brett, uh, sorry, Brett and Jack are all pushing for UFC to come to Wales, and you know, I think by by sort of showing them um, 4,000 fans in the ice arena, you know, sold out, going crazy, you know, creating an atmosphere. I think it gives that a little bit more incentive to think, well, you know, there's a talent pool there, and, and, and they get behind their own, it'd be a good good atmosphere. And like you said, K-Draw is 100 in itself is a massive show. So to, to have, have them bring that to Wales in, in, in our backyard it is massive for, for Welsh MMA and massive for myself. And it's only going to push things, you know, higher and higher. It's it, it just, you know, in five, six years, I think, Welsh MMA is going to be top one of the top. One of the sorry, Wales is going to be one of the top recognised MMA places in the world, and um, and and rightly so. And that atmosphere is just going to you know entice people to come over here and get involved. Yeah, I think I think Cage Warriors 100 was 
announced for Cardiff before 97 even happened. But was that always something like you knew obviously 100 was going to be a big event? Were you pretty certain as soon as you heard about that event that, that you were going to be fighting on it and that you were going to, you know, you were going to be on there one way or another? Yeah, obviously, you know, it's, it's one fight at a time, don't get me wrong, but with K-Joy's 97 obviously happening, and, you know, I had, like, something around 9, 10 weeks between, I thought, I obviously won a shot on that K-Joy's 100 card. And for, it to, you know, for them to come to Cardiff without, you know, sounding big-headed or whatever, they sort of know they need me on the card to help sell the ticket. So it was a matter of, you know, I was always going to be on the card, I'd imagine, but I knew I needed a win to, to get myself in that main event slot. And that's what I wanted, you know, obviously, it's the, the main event, the, the biggest cage on this card has ever been. That's something no one will ever be able to take away from me. You know, whenever people look back and you, cage on is 200, something like that, people look back at the 100 card and it'll always be my name top of the bill. So it's always something I wanted, especially when they announced it was coming to, you know, I, lo- I knew a little bit before they announced it that it was going to come to Cardiff for 100. So it's something that, that I, I wanted for a long time and now thankfully here we are a week out and, and it's almost about to happen. I think um, with with you, you know, building your career in Cage Warriors at the moment, and I think this is something you, you I've seen your dad reply to a lot on Twitter over you know the past year, is that you know when you get these big finishes, these big wins, I mean people instantly start crying out for you know because you're a big prospect and you're young, people are all instantly crying out for you know UFC call ups and things like that, and your, your dad's always been pretty quick to like dismiss that and say that you know you're focused on. Um, you know, improving in in the Cage Warriors and making your way up in this um, organization is what is it about Cage Warriors that you know makes you wanna makes you wanna compete here? And after you win the title, is this is this the place you want you want to stay and defend rather than lock into you know a big call up straight away? Because I think I think we've seen a lot um, with young people jumping the gun a bit too quick and things like that. But it seems like you're quite level headed in in staying where you are right now and uh, and. It, Achieving, you know, the great things in this in this organization. Yeah, I mean, well, the first thing that obviously that kept me there was that world title. Obviously, I, I won British titles. I won the amateur. I won the the IMAC European title. I never won a world title, and um, you know, who doesn't who doesn't want to be a world champion? So, I mean, it was that, and also, like you said, it's, you know, K Joy's giving me good good promotion. They they pay me well, so I, I, that's why I signed that five fight deal. I mean, I got every intention of seeing out that five fight deal. You know, I don't want to be one of these guys that, that goes. And, and as they two fights, loses two or loses two or three fights, and, and they gone sort of thing. Do you know what I mean? I want to be. And don't me wrong, if, if the UFC come calling now, I think I would be more than ready to go. But when they do come, I want to make sure I'm at that stage where I can compete with the best guys in the world, and um, and, and obviously make my mark on, on our top 10, 15. And, and you know, I, I want people around the world to know my name, not just people in Wales and the UK. So that, that was what it was. It was just about. I'm only 23 years old, and, and the reality of it is, I've been fighting pro for, for two and a half years. So I always wanted to, to when I, you know, make sure when I go that I'm more than ready to go, and I'm, and I'm ready to go the end today. Love it, man. I, I like how you know you're loyal to it because I think too many people, you know, jump the jump the gun as soon as there's uh, hype behind them. But you've seemed quite level-headed on that one. Um, so la- last question I'll ask you now is um, fight week. It's always been interesting to me because as fans, we only ever see. You know the finished product. We only ever see you walk, do your ring walk, um, before the fight. And it's, what is it like trying? If you try to explain this to someone who's who's never really competed before in in any sort of way, let alone you know putting their body on the line, what is it like mentally in in that week? I mean, 
what you know what's it like going to sleep like trying to go to sleep at night is it constantly running in your head you know is it is it such, you know more of a mental battle than physical this said there as well especially about people you know being being so critical when they don't you know they've never had to experience it or experience that anxiety themselves i think yeah, i think it, 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 the, i mean i don't get wound up by a lot of emily back there but when i see people like the ufc's on you see everyone's on opinion and there's nothing wrong with an opinion but you know don't speak to me like your word is fact when you've never never done something even relatively close to, to the people you were you're bad mouthing you know what i mean just you know, have a bit of respect and 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 have a bit of respect, not just for them fighting, but for what for the build-up and what they've gone through to even get to that stage. Yeah, I, I thought that's what one of the things that annoyed me with, with the fan base. Because um, I think the fan base in MMA is quite elitist. And I remember um, on UFC, I think it was like, even when people like, you know, you get into money grab and things like that. But people like CM Punk and the, the Mike Jackson fight and things like that. And the boost they were getting was crazy. But I think like... You know, at the end of the day, they're going through something that, that you've not experienced. I, I think it's a sport that, you know, every single person who even attempts it deserves, like, the utmost respect. Absolutely. It's, um, like, don't get me wrong, CM Punk should never be in the UFC. But, that guy, you know, he's been training probably every day for the last, what, two, three years? Yeah. So you chuck some of them idiots off, off Twitter and Facebook who, who've never done a day training. They're like, chuck, chuck them in with CM Punk and let's, let's see how they get <laughs> off. You know, he's, he's mint them. Exactly. So, like you said, it's... Whoever gets in there, regardless of how they perform, deserves respect for just getting in there and and, and putting it on the line. Because at the end of the day, it is a sport, but it's a dangerous sport, and and, and obviously, you know, people can get hurt, and and you know, mentally and physically. So everyone deserves respect just for getting in there in the first place. Undoubtedly, man. Well, you know, I thank thanks for your time. I know you've just come from training and everything, everything, and um, I've interviewed you twice now, and uh, you know, it's been great both times. I'll um, we'll be down there for the event. In person, we'll be we got the press pass, and um, hopefully see you in person after you got the title. 
and uh, looking forward to that one. Yeah, definitely. Thanks for having me over. Yeah, definitely. You'll uh, we'll have a nice new interview afterwards for uh, with, with, with my nice gold belt this time uh, rather than just over the phone. <laughs> I'd appreciate that, mate. No problem, mate. Thanks for having me on. No worries, anytime, brother. Okay, so, uh, Lou, I'm catching up with you now. Obviously, you had that chat with Jack Shaw earlier on. Uh, how did you find that? How, how was Jack? Yeah, I, I thought, you know, I've interviewed Jack before, and it was no surprise to me that, you know, a great interview from Jack, very open and honest. He's a very transparent person. I've got that from him. He doesn't shy away from answering, you know, any questions, really. Never been one to do that. Um, just just really impressed me. I mean, you know, you, you listen, you, you've listened to the episode. What struck you about Jack, like? But what really takes me back about Jack is just how confident he is, yet humble at the same time. I mean, he's so confident that he's going to be walking away with this belt after Cage Warriors 100. But he does it in in a humble way. He's not cocky at all. He's not over the top. I mean, when you compare him to some like of the really big personalities like Conor McGregor and, and people who are known for that type of thing, he's the complete opposite of that. He's got all of the... All of the makings of a champ, but without that bit, without the big bravado to go with it. He's just a really down-to-earth guy from the valleys who's just down there doing the business, and that's what I really, really love about this kid. That he doesn't need all of the showmanship to go with it. He doesn't need the big bravado. He just gets in there and lets his work do the talking. And I think that transpires from his time down at um, Tulare Combat, and that really shows how they breed their fighters down there. And that's what's really taken me back by, by your chat with him. Yeah, I, th- I think that's a very good point you said there. And I, I do agree. You know, Tuleri do breed fighters like that. Um, obviously, we've had Brett Johns and, uh, you know, we've had Jack Marshman. and uh, Fuck, I fucked that up. Yeah, I, I, that's a fantastic point you've just come out with there. And, and I do think it does speak volumes about, you know, the things they're doing down there in Tuleri combat. Obviously, we've seen the type of guy Jack Marshman is. You know, never, never get nasty. Always humble. Always professional. I think that's something that Richard Shaw, you know, instills in his fighters. And um, you know, it's nice to see, you know, a kid with such potential be so level-headed. And um, you know, I, I, he's such a likable character. You can't help but get behind him. And he doesn't need the bravado because the, you know, the fans do it for him on the night. He, he doesn't need the shout because everyone will do it for him. Um. So. Oh, I was gonna. So yeah, just 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 before we wrap this one up, then you know, sat you know Saturday night we got we got a fight, you know his opponent Ekandeo, he's, he's he's been talked about as a really good wrestler, and that's what people are saying. You know, if if Jack's gonna be troubled, it's gonna be in the wrestling. But as Jack spoke to me, you know he said that he's never been on his back in in a Cage Warriors fight, and um, you know he's been wrestling for 10, 15 years, so he's not, he's no he's no slouch when it comes to a grapple. But I, I just think he has such, such high of a skill set on the feet. I, I'm just rocking with Jack. I mean, how do you see this fight going? Side, you know, are you projecting a Jack Shaw win, or are you maybe you don't want to get too confident too too early? Well, the the main person to speak to himself, as you would know, is Jack. The only, the person who you can rely on their opinion the most is the man himself and we've just had it from from him he couldn't be more confident he's taking this fight exactly as he has every other fight he's not he doesn't seem taken back by the occasion the fact that it's going to be the biggest fight of his career he's just saying put whoever you want in front of me i will win and i will take the belt and he's doing it in a humble way like i said but it's that type of confidence if he's got that much confidence i can't not have confidence in him 
because that really just does speak for itself. And I think the belt is coming to Wales and with uh, Jack, and that's where it's going to stay. Yeah, so w- one way or another, you know, the, t- the talk is it's time for the talk to be over. It's all going down December 8th in the Ice Arena, Cardiff, Wales. Jack Shaw's fighting for that title. We're all hoping he's going to do it. There's a load of Welsh talent on display. Please tune in if you're if you're a fan of any Welsh sports in general. Thank you for listening. We'll be there on the day. Keep up to date with our Instagram on the night for updates as the night goes on, interviews, and we'll see you in the next one. Thanks.